Lord, as we come before you this morning, we may be feeling somewhat discouraged, but as we look at these photos and we see how creative you were in nature and what a gift this is to us, Lord, we acknowledge that you are in control and thank you for this amazing reminder. Lord, we lift up those in our community that may be hurting. Cheryl's mom in hospital, Lord, give the doctors wisdom. Encourage Cheryl and her family, I pray, and Joan. I lift up Rob's daughter. I thank you for being with her this week. And Lord, as she recovers at home, will she know your presence? Lord, if there are others in our community that we don't know about, we pray for them, Lord, that they will be comforted, they will know you, and we will know how to assist them. In Jesus' name, amen. Scripture this morning is from John 14, 1 to 7. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Well, thanks again for joining with us here at Weston Park Baptist Church for our virtual service. Um, we appreciate you tuning in and uh, we trust that our times together are beneficial for you as you walk your faith journey during these, uh, during these days. So we're looking at the theme of who is Jesus and we are using the seven I am statements from the Gospel of John to uh, help focus our way. Last week we looked at the statement, I am the resurrection and the life, which is a very powerful statement, uh, reminding us that in Christ we have life, we have Zoe life, a life which is life with God now and into our future, uh, our great hope. So that's the theme. And today we follow that with the statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life, which is found in the context of the Upper Room Discourse, which is Jesus uh, and his disciples, John chapter 13 through uh, 17. So we want to understand and explore a little bit what does that mean when Jesus says this well-known verse, we know it well, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we, uh, we'll try that, the sixth I am statement of uh, Jesus for us today. So the context here is if you go back to John chapter 13, when Jesus meets with the disciples in the upper room, he makes this statement, little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, to the religious establishment, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. So the, the context here is Jesus saying to his disciples, I'm going away, but I will return. So it raises the, the idea of the way. So when Jesus says, I am the way, the context here with his disciples is about a way. I am going away, you won't know where I am, but I will come back. So the idea of the way 
uh, is raised at the beginning of the chapter in John 13. So, of course, the disciples are upset about this, and of course, they're also upset about Peter and the fact that Jesus said that he will deny him three times before uh, the morning time. For the cock crows, you will have denied me three times. So the disciples are upset about this. There's a lot going on here. Jesus says he's going away. Their leader, Peter, is going to fail. So they are discouraged. So Jesus begins, and that's the immediate context, Jesus uh, speaking to the troubled hearts of the disciples. So we read, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? So their hearts are troubled, uh, and we can see that that's the case. I mean, they've been with Christ for three years. Uh, They've been very close with him, uh, traveling with him. Three years, that's a long time. This band of disciples, a team, going through all of their life for three years, and then all of a sudden Jesus says he is going away. So perhaps they are feeling somewhat like orphans here. You know, you, you've lost your parents, you've lost your leader. That's a deep um, <coughs> trouble that they have in their hearts and their minds uh, that Jesus is leaving. So Jesus speaks to that. And we have, as moderns, we also have our struggles, of course, in this pandemic. we continue to be anxious. So here in Toronto, the numbers are starting to rise again. In in, the city of Ottawa, the head medic is already saying now that that we are entering into a second wave. And so that language is beginning to be used. So that's troubling. That causes our hearts to be anxious. And then, of course, on top of that, we read the news on the West Coast. There are all these fires that are going on. The Caribbean is full of a number of hurricanes. All of this news Um, causes us to have anxious hearts. So we are concerned perhaps over health, we're concerned over family, our children going back to school, all of these things. So Jesus speaks these words to calm troubled hearts, not just to the immediate disciples, but to us many years later. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in me, believe in the Father, believe in the Holy Spirit. We are with you We will comfort you. We will walk with you. We will never leave you. That is the word that Jesus begins. And then on top of that, he now says that I will go, but I will return. So we hear verses 3 to 5. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And now note, and you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas breaks in and says, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? So Jesus says, you know the way I'm going. And then Thomas breaks in, doubting Thomas, and says, hey, we don't have a clue where you're going. We don't know the way. So that's the context for this amazing statement that Jesus says, I am the way, verse 4, and you know the way. Thomas responds, we don't know the way. So the image of the way is brought up. The way is hados, which is path or is road, and is used in a variety of ways in the culture of the day. One is literally, it's a road that connects towns. The Romans were known for these incredible 
uh, big block roads that uh, you know would join city to city. I've, I've walked on some of those roads. They're amazing. Now, usually they are tossing, turning that way right now because of earthquakes over the years, but amazing roads. Or metaphorically, Jesus says also, I am the way, so it can be a way of life, it can be a way of wisdom, it can be a way of truth. These are the ideas behind, in Jesus' day, his listeners' understanding of what the way is. So we hear some of the Old Testament text, Psalm 16. You show me the path or the way of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So the way of life. Proverbs writes, for the wise, the path of life or the way of life leads upwards in order to avoid Sheol below. The path of life, the way of life. Jeremiah says, and to this people you shall say, thus says the Lord, see I am setting before you the way of life and the way of death. And then finally we look at Isaiah 40, a famous statement, a voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. So a way, when Jesus says, I am the way, means it can be a road joining one place to another, or indeed it can be a way of life, a way of values, a way of our attitudes. So that's the context. And then we come to verse 6, John 14, 6. Jesus said to them, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way. This is the sixth great I am statement of Jesus in the Gospel of John. I am the way. So we've seen some of the context, a literal road or a way of life, a, a construct that we use to guide our actions as we make our journey. But as Jesus uses it here, there's two senses. One is that it's a destination. Jesus says, I come from God and I return to God. So if you go back to John 13, verse 3, we uh, hear this. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things to his hand, into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God. That's the context. So there's a destination. I am going to God. God is our end of the road that we are traveling. You go out on a journey. We normally have a place we're going to try to get to. I want to get to that place. For Jesus, the destination is God, our presence with God. I am the way, a destination. But the other idea is that it's a route. It is a way to travel. It is the road that we travel on the way. So Jesus is saying, I'm, we are going to the Father, but, but there's also the way, and I am that way. I am the way that leads to the Father. I am the way of relationship with God. And for Christ specifically, it is the way of sacrificial love. It is the way of death and resurrection of what he will do for us. So Jesus says back in John 12, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. That's an image, a seed going into the soil, dying and then giving life. He says, that's the way I am going to live for you and be for you. I will be the way of life through my death, through my resurrection, through the ascension. I go to the Father, I break through the death barrier, and you will follow me on that way. So it is the way of sacrificial love. That's what Jesus is saying. 
So the root is the way of love, is the way that leads to life. We read in John 3.16 the statement, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. That is the way, the way of love, his love for you and for me that leads to life. So I am the way, the truth, and the life looks to the Father as our destination, but it also looks to Jesus as our way that brings us into relationship with God. I am the way. So we can all experience that. For God so loved the world. Jesus loves everybody on the, everyone, seven and a half billion people on planet Earth. God loves us all. Jesus loves us all. And he calls us to walk in this way of love. Everyone, regardless of creed, regardless of uh, nationality, ethnicity, whatever, Jesus calls us all to walk in this way of love. Weston, everybody in Weston, Jesus calls each of us to walk in the way of love. This is the way of divine love. Jesus for you, Jesus for me, I am the way. Walk in that way. So we might say that Jesus walks the way of love before he is the way of love. Jesus walks in the way, that way of love. And then he says, as I walk in that way, you walk in that way. You walk in the way of love. I am the way. Jesus walks for you and for me. That's the invitation. So it's a gift that we are called to receive. Jesus says, hey, I'm the good shepherd. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the way. We are called to identify with him and open up our hearts and minds to Christ. That is the way that he calls us. So having said that, Jesus adds two descriptors, and we just note them briefly. The first is that I am the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. In Jesus' own day, for the Hebrew people, truth meant reliability. When I say something, it is reliable. You can trust me for that. I will indeed do that. Reliability. And for the Greeks, truth meant reality. What is real? So I am reliable, and this way is the real way. This way captures truth. So we can imagine then the scene where Jesus stands before Pilate and they have this discussion about, well, are you a king? Are you not a king? Jesus says, I'm not a king of this world. I am a king of the kingdom of God. And it goes on like that. And Jesus says that he is true. Do you know what is true? In Pilate's statement, well, what is truth? What is reliable? What is real? He's speaking as a politician. He knows all the games that politicians go through, ups and downs. What is truth? What is reliable? It was no different in Pilate's day than it is today. What is truth? So I am the way, I am the reliable way, and I am the real way, as, which is the way of love. Makes sense. We will engage the way of love, then that is the way of Jesus. But it is also the way of life. Life is Zoe. We saw this last week. I am the resurrection and the life. So life is quality. Life is quantity. Life is ultimately our relationship with God. 
If you enter into a relationship with God, you or me, if we do that, then that life transcends death. It has to. God is the infinite God, the eternal God, the absolute, the real. He is the reality, big R. So if we are in a relationship with big R reality God, then that is eternal. It has to be. Otherwise, we're not connected with God. God does not know death. He transcends death. Jesus transcends death. So there's an interesting statement in John 5, 24, and I'll just go back and read it. I don't have it on the screen, but you listen to it. John 5, 24, look it up. Jesus says this, Very truly I tell you, or the old text, Verily, verily I say unto you. That's what it means. Anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come under judgment, but note, but has passed from death to life. Jesus is speaking to people who are living right now. And he says, as you enter into relationship with me right now, you pass from death to life. You already experience life. Yes, physically you're going to die, but you already have life. You have the seed of life in you that cannot be vanquished. It can't be uh, put out, terminated. It is real. It is alive. I am the truth. I am the life. Even now, Jesus says. So Jesus is the way. This is the great sixth statement. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am that way for you. Indeed, I am that way for everyone. But a way only becomes real for us if we travel that way. Jesus is saying we have access to the Father. But that only becomes real as if you go on that way to gain access to the Father. Jesus is the way, but it's a way to travel, destination, way of life. So it only becomes real for us as we make our yes, as we say our yes. If we say no, then the fact that Jesus is the way won't change our reality at all. We're just looking, peering from a distance. To understand Jesus is the way, we're invited to travel that way, to make our yes, to declare our great yes, and not our barren no, as Van Bremen talked. So to say yes, and also, of course, then to walk that way of love for others. If Jesus is the way of love, then we are to say yes to that way of love and embrace that way of love. Which, by the way, does not mean just love God and love your friends. It doesn't mean just love your circle, your bubble. It means to love even those who are difficult. Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount that we are to love even our enemies. So who are your enemies? Who would you name as an enemy? Sometimes that enemy is even ourselves. It's some part of ourselves that we hate, that we don't want to look at. Jesus says we are to love our enemies, to love all of that, to not live in fear. When we live in fear, we're saying no to God. God is the God of the impossible. When we embrace fear, we are saying, no, 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 you are not the God of the impossible. And actually what it means is that we are saying no to the Holy Spirit. 
When we live in fear, we are saying the Holy Spirit does not have power to bring about something new. In this age of pandemic, what is the church? What is the way that we are to be? How are we to find ourselves and locate ourselves in this world of a pandemic? To live in fear is to say that the Holy Spirit cannot lead us into new ways, that we are not open to new ways. To say yes to Christ and his way of love is to say that Christ, the Father, the Spirit can create all kinds of newness, even in the midst of all of this stuff that's going on, even in the age of a pandemic, not to be caught up in fear, but to trust in God. And so I like this statement by Fulton Sheen, which I close with. He writes, without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. And without the life, there is no living. May we indeed know that going and knowing and living in Christ to embrace the way of love. You and your kids, you and your family, you and your friends, you and your church, you and those you work with, to know the way of love, because that's the way of Jesus. And I offer those words for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.